Welcome to the Do It All Dad Year podcast. Do It All Dad Pride is in the house. Controlling our kids with comedy can make our kids great again. My three fuss-free children, 99% of the time, are living proof of it. So, my wife was telling me about a principal that uh, died, and he was a principal for her when she went to a private Catholic school in Delaware, and she's telling me about it, and some of us something that her, like her father posted, like in his honor, and about how he didn't realize he was a good SAP consultant until he pointed out that like he's good, and I'm thinking... And it pissed off my wife. I'm thinking, okay, so uh, A, you could afford to send your kid to private school and you're living down the street from Hairplug Sniffer at the time when he was a senator. So how bad are you off exactly <laughs> when you're in sniffing distance of his Hunter Green uh, Jaguar or Corvettes? I don't recall. <laughs> but, and, but the point that I was making to my wife was that Look, for someone that's been a dependent bitch way longer than I ever wanted to, never the game plan, never satisfied about it. I've said before, stay at home dads can't survive. You know, I have a new job now. I'm working as a headhunter writer. I'm making connections. I connected with a software engineer, a third generation software engineer. The freaking the IT version of the fucking Wok family, okay? <laughs> and Idaho, I think. He's been in Manhattan for five years. He's at Google. And making 185, 180K. That's just base. But, so, we had a great talk. You know, I dropped a line such as, a client is obviously looking for someone, you know, who could write code that's cleaner than Jerry Seinfeld's act. Ha! But, and, you know, we connect on an impetuous levels. So he, we submitted him. Obviously, my partner at work is, you know, loving me for being able to get a guy like this. I mean, look, did I contact him at the right time? Yes. You know, but does he still have a job till May? Yes. <laughs> Are there other companies that, like, want a piece of his action? Yes. But it feels nice to hear expressions such as, well, you sold me. <laughs> He was already aware of the organization. Of course, his like fiance is a uh, it's like a master's in like museum curation, so she definitely comes from money. So <laughs> he's not gonna have any night screams in his foreseeable future. So, but he's a nice kid, and I like him a lot. I have a good feeling. But why am I mentioning all this? Because a I don't want to start with jokes. B I got beautiful poetry on, around the bend. C Paul Stonick's the fucking man. He's a great friend. I love you, Paul Stonick. Let's throw that, that out there. And I want to thank God for, you know, giving me the opportunity to keep my dreams of stand-up comedy domination alive. I want to thank him for on Shabbat, and I'm, I'm not supposed to be working. I don't really consider this work because I'm just riffing right now in the true spirit of a fucking Shabbat Shalom ramble. So I call it the Do It All Dad Your Podcast. That is the name of the podcast.
a gazillion episodes later. And 140 comedy records later. So, such as Doodle Dad to China, which you could check out on Amazon Prime. It is saying, Alexa, play Michael Kornbluth. And uh, believe it or not, uh, surprisingly enough, Alexa plays it pretty frequently when you say, play Michael Kornbluth. <laughs> so Alexa just overheard me and she's a Grateful Dead. <laughs> so she wants me dead. <laughs> so, and... I was just saying to my, my wife, and this applies to my father too, not just her father, but that, you know, your father's, like, in my eyes, you're the man as long as you're able to pay the bills and take care of your family. So who the fuck really gives a shit about a principal's opinion about, you know, uh, the quality of your work? <laughs> I mean, in the end, like, you need to impress yourself. And if you're getting paid, that much better, right? I mean, I haven't been fucking paid for shit. I mean, I got paid when I got my TV writing break. VH1 Classic, and I still have the leather jacket to prove it. Did I great? Did I write great material for Chris Jericho? Announcing the greatest hair metal videos of all time, without a doubt. Right? I mean, we hugged it out at the end. And so, if I have a message, LinkedIn, <laughs> you're also boring, LinkedIn. So if I have a message, is that <laughs> I have a message for Ted tries? <laughs> is that you need to please yourself. If you don't impress yourself, you're not going to impress jack shit in this world. End of story. I can't no more. So. And. So I was talking about uh, Ted tries. <laughs> I don't know if Ted talks. Because. My daughter has had a hard time sleeping. I suggested watch some TED Talks. <laughs> or throw in the BBC. It'll bore you to death in no time. <laughs> um, and she told me about like watching the, these TED Talks and how she's like, Daddy, did you know, according to the TED Talk on sleep, that more people die from falling asleep at the wheel while sleeping versus like drunk driving? I go, okay, well, like, I, I appreciate that extremely dark, uh, sobering statistic, <laughs> but, uh, Vince McMahon, who averages, like, three hours, uh, a night for the past, I don't know, five decades, has a limo driver, so he doesn't have to worry about that shit, now does he, but, nice try, Ted tries, ha! Thank you! Very much. Ted tries. Not so much. Ha! Thank you! Very much. So I got her this stuffed animal. It's called like a, a squishmallow or something like that. I always butcher it. And eyes were closed on it. I got it at uh, Newberry Comics at the Westchester Mall. And so there's a picture, picture. So it's a stuffed animal and it's like a unicorn. It's a unicorn pig, but the eyes are closed. And I said, and the idea emerged, I'd present to my daughter and say, this is the only sleeping aid you need. No offense, Ted, but 
because I know how much Ted tries. <laughs> and I totally butchered the sequence. <laughs> and I'm not going to repeat it. But uh, this is hounding down happiness. You ever watch a uh, Chuvada commercial on Hulu and say out loud, holy fuck, I'm older than AIDS, kids. When I grew up, AIDS was a death sentence, like Kurt Cobain's shotgun marriage to Courtney Love. And Kurt Cobain didn't kill hair metal. AIDS did before magic made HIV disappear. New plan to make money from home. Perform thick, meaty jokes on OnlyFans topless while sporting fancy pink Hermes ties that cost like 100 bucks and above, like a gender-fluid Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Instead of I get no respect being my catchphrase as a stay-at-home female comedian extraordinaire, which I proved already by just talking naturally and not saying, can I get a holla for some holla every two seconds, <laughs> just so we're clear. My modernized catchphrase is, I get no ball tickle emoji love. Holla! <laughs> what? It beats waving my dick around on OnlyFans. Like, I've got so much free time on my hands. Three unplanned kids later. Because I never mastered the art of the pump fake. The trans community could support my new Riesling drinking bills alone for my Shabbat Shalom Ramble Night specials. <laughs> What's gayer? Buying a Kirby Pocket jersey when you're 12 because Minnesota was Jason Priestley's fictitious hometown before moving to Beverly Hills! Ha! With Heather too. Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills! 90210. Ha! What Gen X dads understand? Thank you! Very much! Or developing a surging stiffy at the thought of pleasuring myself in front of the mirror after each doodle dad dickish lay set. <laughs> because my rapidly developing core exercises on the Peloton app have gotten me horn dog horny. <laughs> After basking in my reflection from my half-naked OnlyFans performance. After delivering more mouthful streams of hardcore hilarity for my accelerated, expanding OnlyFans base. <laughs> Long time, all the time. Holla! Thank good. And it will be good. The great Rebbe Mendel Schneerson lives. Ha! I share his birthday. Don't act so fucking surprised. Thank you! Very much! I love the idea of hounding happiness from home. I can afford to buy myself a new polo hoodie for my new fan base on OnlyFans. Because you know the pedo label doesn't stick when you can't wear your favorite polo hoodie after your daughter wears it in an unintentionally provocative way. <laughs> daughter exposes her shoulder 
wearing only a skimpy tube top underneath with short shorts on, no less, at 11 years old. <laughs> Understand my daughter has legs that go on for miles and miles. Ah, who lives? Thank you very much. At 11. Alrighty. Plus, her hips already hit the ceiling. And doodle that over here's brain attachment to sanity is about to break loose. And is a connection to sanity is firing off the hinges. Warren Zevon lives. Ha! Zevon's apple corn bloat. Great reason to get my wife pregnant. By mistake again. Thank you! Very much! And then have a twin like the Priestley kids. That being Brenda and Jason Priestley in Beverly Hills, 90210. So we could use the name Joan of Arc Cornbluth. Ha! In the zone of all zones. Thank you! Very much! Plus, my daughter's hips already hit the ceiling, which I established. In other words, my fancy Fagala deep blue polo hoodie is officially ruined now. <laughs> which is why the <coughs> pedal label doesn't stick on me. <laughs> What's my last name? Fucking Podesta. Google Podesta artwork on Google Images. There's a pedal insulation artwork on their fundraising walls to make Marilyn Manson blush. I can't think no more. Dice lives coming from the Bronx. Coming back to the Bronx. We'll get down Bronx in March. I'll see you there. Ha! Thank you very much. If Priscilla Presley was wearing one of my, I don't have a bunch, so I'm not going to say one of many. If Priscilla Presley was wearing my button-down blue polo shirt that my mom bought for me because I'm a pathetic piece of shit, <laughs> and this is probably like 45 years old, <laughs> when that happened for me, and I'm in Arizona, so... If Priscilla Prizer was wearing my long sleeve button down polo shirt that my mom bought for me at 45 years old, but the one that like resembled like that blue one from like the Naked Gun, the East Blonde Frank Dremen <laughs> in Police Squad, it would be a completely different story. <laughs> Come to think of it, Elvis romance <laughs> Priscilla a day after her baptism. I think the King's pickup line was, Mama tried, but hound dogs, hound baby. My lip only furls for pubescent, dent-free, trim baby. <laughs> My Elvis accent wasn't working before, so we're going with our naturalistic one. <laughs> and making me regular peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for breakfast aren't going to cut it, bitch. Are you ready for my banana and your tailpipe? Because I love you too much to deny you so much hound dog love on top. Ha! <laughs> Hounding down happiness. Thank you! Very much! 
<coughs> coughing on COVID. <laughs> Itchy esophagus. Not going to take a fucking clutch out over it. Thank you! Very much! So, I could talk to you guys all night. <laughs> but I can't. Um, <laughs> so, this is Hatching Happenings. So, one other thing. I'm going to call this podcast uh, Promise Lives. Ha! Cool black dude, DevOps engineer in Philly. I wrote him this job description. And, you know, which it's a, I think an effective job description uh, reflects your ability to incorporate salesmanship and creativity all at once, which I'm a fucking maestro in. Ha! So, he gets back to me. He's like, yes, I'm interested. And then he did the, uh, this is a first for me, BTW, you're an excellent writer. Ha! So, promise lives. That promise being the hope that I don't do fucking headhunting any longer than um, I have. <laughs> There's been an all and off relationship <laughs> of uh, necessity for, I don't know, uh, two decades and counting. But it did make me the man I am today. So, I'm um, not complaining about that development. But this is hatching happenings. And understand, folks, you know, I've had sales jobs. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a writer? Yeah, yeah, whatever. How good can it be if you're in the sales job? But it's always been my unrelenting belief in me. And I wouldn't have done 140 common records. Would not have impressed Nick DePaul with my Lewis script. Would not have written him uh, Mr. Wright. Uh, would not write the Great American Jew novel. And would not kill everywhere I go all the time now. And after bombing horrendously in my first year doing stand-up. So you stick at something. Our work pays off. Larry lives. He was an old manager of mine at Adam Jacobs staffing firm in the city. Um, Larry Zaraf, he would always say hard work pays off and it does. So keep on believing in your dreams and by believing in your dreams meaning keep on believing in you and you'll go far and you'll experience incredible empowerment and intense personal satisfaction because you believe in yourself and never give up on you. So you can't cause up a failure if you never give up on you showcasing your singularly special you all the way and this is hatching happenings fire sets urgency apart from non-essential pussyfooting gun shy lonely hearts <laughs> you all know who you are <laughs> urgency earns ask perpetually bitchy christopher in the sopranos after he gets his butt in and becomes his turn. <laughs> Fire. Fires fade when urgency doesn't get laid. <laughs> Fire and urgency go hand in hand, like our band of brothers on D-Day, who refuse to bury their heads in the sand. Murray Cornbluth lives. Ha! Great-grandfather Got a bronze star in World War II. Died because of radiation. Murray lives. Thank you! For your service. Americans, we love you. Greatest generation. If anyone deserves a fucking title, that's it for you. Very much! Urgency. Get you up at 5 a.m. Fired up. To get a head start on your competition 
Fuck Zen. No offense, Larry. That being Sanders. Ha! Great guy. Met him. I said, I was working as a waiter. I'm in LA. I'm at an art show in fucking Pasadena. I say, I'm doing stand-up. I want to write for TV. I write spec scripts. Snooze, snooze, snooze. And Gary Shandling says, keep writing and you'll look like me. Ah! Shandling lives. Thank you very much. He was really into Zen Buddhism. <laughs> um, urgency is value creation. Or else you're begging for more disinvitations. Anything less then urgent is below, blah. Think the opposite of poison on their album. Open up and say, ah. Tearing down the walls. Ah! Thank you very much. Urgency creates action. Because like Def Leppard said, we need action. Action! Action, not words! Ha! Coughing out COVID. Thank you very much! Urgency creates action. There's plenty of time for relaxing. What's urgent is hot new. What's not is laughs. Over stew. Shell. Silverstein. I fucked up my get No more. Ha! Promise lives. Thank you. Very much. Lack of urgency. Is an emergency. Winner killers like MJ show no mercy. Cobra Kai lives. Ha! Promise lives too. Thank you very much. Urgency is taking matters into your own hands. The opposite is waiting to die. Way. Up high in the nosebleed stands, Bronx creatures live. Holla! Promise lives. Urgency is rage against dying of the light. It's the only remedy against lifelong crippling, afraid to look dumb, dumb stage fright. Promise lives. Holla! Urgency provides us with real-time highs. Say goodbye. The time release Adderall on the regular and bags under your eyes. Ha! Urgency gets emails read when others have checked out prematurely and gone to bed. Urgency alerts us to changes needed when everything in your life feels Empty and depleted, urgency motivates you to change your ways so you don't end up so mentally crippled and dumb, dumb, 
brain incinerated hazed. Urgency makes real edibles helps out in that development, by the way. Ha! Urgency makes reality very clear. Drinking is only fun <coughs> when you're skinny in front of a mirror. <laughs> Urgency. <coughs> Coughing out COVID. Ha! Urgency throws caution into the sea. Who else would you rather be besides a sex beam blaster? Sheehy. Ha! By Sheehy. I mean hot and bright. Who knows only to chill after they've given their best continuous fight. Ha! Who's attractive? What's attractive about settling anyway? When you know you're medium happy on a good day. Urgency is passing. Concealed and carry laws in Texas. Because our founding fathers knew anarchy would reign by disabling the defenseless. Ted Cruz... You're a fucking imposter hack. Ha! You went to Harvard? I'm not fucking impressed. Thank you! Very much! Texas rep Kevin Brady says, Urgency creates action, which is fine and dandy. If you're a funny man actor from Canada who refuses his booster shot in the name of John Candy. Ha! Second City lives. Ha! Armed and dangerous. Ha! Great outdoors. Ha! Uncle Buck. Ha! Plane trains automobiles. Ha! Fucking delirious. Ha! Anything he ever did was fucking gold. Thank you! Oh, the lonely. Very much. Urgency is God. Listening. To chirpy birds hatching happenings. Hatching happenings. Ha! Shabbat Shalom. Ramble Special Supreme. Thank you, Hashem, very much. And for my adoring crowds, old and new, can I get a fucking review on iTunes sometime this millennium? Can we support Half Heap Crazy Heap that is just giving you A plus hilarity? And beautiful, toll-touching poetry on Shabbat. I'm not supposed to be working for almost 30 minutes. Well, I've been in my family downstairs. Ha! Thank you! Promise lives very much.